Percy, I think I know how you're going to answer this, but is there a difference between simply having a job versus believing one is divinely called to perform on mission? Mm, no question about it, my friend. I didn't think so. Yeah. for And, and this has been, that was an epiphany for me early on. I, I had something along the way just said to me that there has to be more to life than just going to work, doing a job every day. So living a life inspired by having an assignment fuels and energizes one from a sense of boredom and redundancy to a high level of meaning, value, and purpose. Hmm. Let's discuss this today during our conversation. We're going to have a guest who's going to talk about his professional work, healthcare professional work, as a high calling. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Percy McRae, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. Reverend McRae is here with us each week, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. and Percy, it's always great to be with you. It's great to be with you as well, and I'm excited for today's conversation. Indeed. All right. What is naturopathic support? Yeah, naturopathic support, and it's 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 been an interesting uh, school of thought that sometimes people tend to confuse. Uh, but it's the idea of uh, utilizing uh, natural substances, herbs, botanicals, and so on and so forth. But there's been just like so many other things, so much abuse and misuse around this, particularly when we talk about a good clinical medical care and how. Uh, those two disciplines converge upon each other and how they can be amalgamated together. So we're going to unpack some of that today okay. uh, with this discussion. Yeah, I know our guest is going to talk more about uh, what it is, and we'll get to that momentarily here. So stay with us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, thank you to those of you who have sent in your comments and questions to us. That really encourages us and gives us ideas for topics coming up on the program as well. So it serves that purpose here. And you can reach us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You have one of those comments in front of you. Yeah, this is a very interesting comment, and uh, I'll, I'll unpack this a little bit, but from Charlotte, North Carolina, and it reads as follows. I recently came across your website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and we hope that everyone is going and sharing that website mm -hmm. with your family and friends and podcast. I am a licensed counselor in Charlotte. Uh, the reason I'm writing is because I have overcome stage three rectal cancer, or colorectal cancer. In fact, my cancer was advanced and possibly could have spread to other parts of the body. Hmm. Then I would have been terminal. It was 50-50 at the time of my diagnosis. I am thankful to say that I am cancer-free. I am oh. in recovery and remission, praise God. I am not only a, a, a Christian counselor, but also am theologically trained. Uh, my wife and I adopted our two children. They are now seven and nine. Uh, my wife and I talked about death and presented the struggle, the struggle mm -hmm. of cancer to our children. I also suffered many side effects. I am desiring to talk about God's sovereignty in pain and suffering, choosing suffering and how God uses suffering for his glory. And so uh, this gentleman reached out to me and I gave him a phone call and we chatted. Oh, you've talked so already. Uh, yeah, we've already had a conversation and we're going to actually, we have uh, an interview that's going to be scheduled with him telling his story. Oh, good. And and it's going to be featured around the dynamic of 
is there a purpose for suffering from God's perspective? Because he's had to work through uh, suffering in the midst of his challenge of his cancer diagnosis. And so uh, stay tuned. That'll be coming down the pipeline at some Mm -hmm. point, and you'll hear more from this amazing conversation. All right. Thanks for the little tease there of what's coming up in the future. Uh, We're talking today with our guest who will mention his high calling. Uh, That fits in with the scripture you've chosen, doesn't it? It does. And so our spiritual nugget is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, and it says simply, Therefore, brethren and sisters, be even more diligent to make your call, your call and election sure. And today we're going to hear from an individual who has done just that in choosing his vocation, which is also his invocation, and making sure that he's very clear in the motivation of why he does what he does every day with cancer patients at the bedside. Percy will introduce our guest in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, and I'm back with another compelling conversation. And as always, uh, bringing to you individuals either from a uh, cancer experience as a patient or a caregiver, or in this particular case, a clinician, those who work with cancer patients and serve them every day. And I am privileged and honored to have with me Dr. Daniel Kilman, who is a naturopathic provider, graduated from naturopathic school in 1998 works at City of Hope and has been part of the organization for 17 years. Uh, And today we are going to talk about naturopathic uh, services and what that is and what it isn't, some misnomers around that. And so today, welcome to the microphone, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a real privilege and honor to be with you today, uh, Reverend Percy. Well, having said that, man, I'm excited. And of course, uh, you've been with the organization long enough where we know a lot of mutual friends who have worked in the organization, namely one, and I'm going to name drop today because he's just so near and dear to my heart, Reverend uh, Dr. Michael Langham, who is no longer with us uh, in the capacity of, of the organization. He is now retired. I just spoke to him probably a couple of months ago. He's doing really, really well. I'll make sure to tell him that I spoke to you when I see him the next time. Uh, but having said that today, we're going to talk about naturopathic services and and what that is and isn't. Um, I think that there's a lot of misnomers around this. And I know for me, uh, one of the great privileges that I've had, Doc, is to be able to going on almost 28 years now uh, in this organization, uh, bridging the gap between the world of medicine and science and spirituality and faith is, is to meet the clinicians and get to understand them and know them uh, a little more up close and personal. I think that there's there's been a history of misunderstanding that, you know, people who are the clinicians, uh, I think the reputation has been that, you know, they're not very personable, you know, they're, they're just so theoretically, you know, oriented. 
Uh, but but I've learned that behind all of that medical knowledge and, and years of training are wonderful people who, who love people and in many cases have a heart toward faith and God also and, and have figured out how to bridge those two worlds together to make that work. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But before we go into any of that, I'd, I'd like to uh, start out by asking, getting people to know people's motivation. What motivated you to get into this field of naturopathic processes and studies, if you will? Well, thanks for the question. You know, I, I was motivated and inspired by my father, um, who was an MD. He was a general practice physician. Um, we had a, a home in Tennessee out in the country, and he was the traditional physician with the doctor's bag, did house calls. Oh, we had a, a clinic there, um, served you know, not only in the local area, but also in, in the Southeast, women would actually come and have their baby um, at his uh, obstetrics um, center. Um, and he even worked with midwives and, and local uh, OBGYNs. Yeah, real old school. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, you know, interestingly, he was practicing a lot of natural medicines in the 70s and 80s, which was really you know, quite unusual in Tennessee at the time, okay. including acupuncture, some herbal medicine, nutrition. He uh, always talked about the importance of exercise with patients mm. and keeping the, the spine healthy. Um, so he he was interested in all of those things and read was well read on all of those topics. And so um, I grew up around that, um, grew up around eating healthy food. Uh, we always had a garden. The, the kids were participating in uh planting and mm -hmm. harvesting and, um, you know, had a very, very blessed to grow up in a very natural environment and very healthy environment. Um, when I, as I moved through my schooling, high school and, and such, I started to um, read articles that were written by naturopathic doctors, actually had worked at a health food store in Nashville, Tennessee, which later became Whole Foods, but it was the local health food store. Ah. And I, I started to say, well, who are these these naturopathic doctors and mm -hmm. is this legitimate? Are there schools that uh, teach this and um, come to find out? Yes, it, it was. And um, I, I really liked what they were saying. And it, it just kind of um, made sense to me. And at, at the time, Andrew Weil also was becoming well known for his natural health, natural medicine book. And that that really inspired me and it made a lot of sense. And I said, this is this is the field I want to pursue. Um, and I, I quickly changed my focus to get prerequisites in, in college to start moving in that direction. OK, OK. Well, that, then I certainly I could understand, you know, the inspiration uh, that that helped to kind of facilitate, you know, where you are and where you've been for quite a while now. So let me ask this question in lieu of all of that is. Uh, explain to the audience uh, what is uh, naturopathic services? What does the word naturopath mean? Uh, let's kind of clarify that and unpack that term a little bit. It's kind of a big word, and some people may have some very unique or different uh, misleading ideas of what naturopathic processes is and what a naturopathic uh, physician or clinician does. Yeah, so a lot of people might not realize, but um, we do attend four years of medical school, mm. very similar to what an MD learns, uh, learning how to diagnose, treat illness, prescribe medication. Um, we do get a lot of additional training in herbal medicine, homeopathic prescribing, vitamins, minerals, 
uh, were trained in how to adjust the spine, similar to osteopathic. Mm -hmm. it, at my particular school, I learned some Chinese medicine techniques, including acupuncture. Mm -hmm. um, we also have the opportunity for specialty training, um, including residency programs and fellowship opportunities. Uh, we are philosophically maybe a little different than the typical allopathic uh, conventional medicine, um, but I think can go very well alongside in an integrated fashion with conventional medicine. Um, conventional medicine is very good at getting people out of pain, okay. uh, treating yeah. symptoms, new pharmaceutical development to kind of treat individual biochemical pathways. Um, naturopathic medicine kind of takes a step back and says, how can we treat the underlying causes of disease from a prevention setting? Um, how, how can we treat more holistically and, and recognizing that health is not just physical, that, you know, there's mental, emotional, spiritual, mm -hmm. energetic aspects and, and all of those layers really matter for our health. And so um, it, it's very philosophically based in the sense that, you know, we, we, of course, take the oath to first do no harm, but we, we believe that there is a healing power of nature okay. that when you put the right ingredients together, that good things can happen. Hmm. Uh, and, and on so, that, yeah. and on that note, doc, uh, that leads me to my, my next question of, of misnomers. I mentioned it earlier today. You, you work and have worked in a conventional medical healthcare setting. And I think it's important to make sure that we clarify that. Uh, and you you have sat, you know, shoulder to shoulder and, and side by side with, you know, medically, you know, trained clinicians, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not talking about uh, a, a little shop down the street around the corner where you just hung up your shingle out the front door and said, you know, come in here and, and get this plant, come get this herb, something that I, I just pulled out the backyard and, you know, I'm, I'm brewing something and, you know, in a <laughs> makeshift, you know, lab somewhere. You're, you've, you are working uh, hand in hand and, and, and in concert with, again, those medical practitioners that you mentioned earlier today. What are some misnomers about naturopathic processes and practices that, that we want people to be mindful of and to be, uh, alerted to, particularly from a cancer care perspective? Yeah, so um, there there are some folks and practitioners out there who are not trained and not licensed to, um, and in there, uh, putting up their shingle, at, as you alluded to. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, while, while the intentions of some of those folks might be um, pure in, in intent, I think it's important to always seek out somebody who's had the proper training and background yeah. um, to be able to, you know, for one, um, keep people safe yep. and, yeah. and for two, to come uh, from a place of knowledge and uh, having that professionalism and, and really the ability to um, pull from their, their training to be able to <laughs> make recommendations. So I, I think that that's number one. Um, you know, I, I think that there are misnomers thinking that um, it's not evidence based. Mm. And, you know, natural medicine may not have always the double blinded placebo controlled clinical trials, but there is a lot of evidence for 
uh, its use from a statistical significant standpoint. Okay. Um, and especially in the area of cancer, we want to be evidence informed, evidence based in our recommendations. Yeah. So that may be one of the other misnomers is that maybe there's no evidence, but, um, you know, everything that we do, we try to, you know, for one, look at the data and for two, make sure that it's safe for people. Well, and I think it's an important distinction, Doc, particularly when you use the language of evidence informed, uh, you know, uh, processes and, and, and schools of thought that then lends itself to some to some credibility, because certainly one of the things that. And I'll put this in the same category, if you will, uh, with this next question, with historically has been the rub, if you will, for lack of a better word, with the worlds or the disciplines or the practice of of medicine and science and spirituality and faith. And that is the idea of 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 something else uh, being a replacement or a substitute for good clinical medical care. Uh, i.e. faith, i.e. a plant, i.e. a certain type of uh, diet, et cetera, et cetera. And we are not talking about anything being a substitute to, but being an adjunct and a support of and with, with regard to good clinical medical care, particularly when we talk about cancer treatment and and the journey of cancer. Uh, Expound upon that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's that's very well said. we believe that all forms of medicine can be very helpful to a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a kind of a world of, of polarization and you know that medicine has certainly not been immune to that uh, division, having sort of conventional versus alternative or allopathic versus naturopathic. Yeah. And it's really thankfully been more of an integrative Uh, perspective saying, you know, what's the best for this patient? Like, you know, why are we having to constantly give this particular patient antibiotics Mm. when let's also look at the underlying cause. Now the antibiotics are going to be life-saving, but over time they can lose their potency Mm. and, and bugs can become resistant. So that's one example of let's look for some other ways of treating the underlying cause. Why is that infection occurring? Can we improve the digestive tract flora um, so there's better immune system functioning from a gut perspective? You know, um, how can we help the natural killer cells, the T cells, the white blood cells work better? And and natural medicine is very well suited for that and helping the immune system from an herbal perspective, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from a decreasing inflammation perspective in the body. So, I think that everything can work well together. Um, You know, it's, and you mentioned uh, spiritual care too. You know, uh, spirituality is what leads to people being uplifted and feeling hopeful. And I know we're going to probably talk more about that, but um, (laughs) you bet that that's a, that's a big part of even conventional medicine. You know, when, when things are studied in a clinical trial fashion, you have to almost take away the hope um, by using a double-blinded placebo mm. controlled trial. Mm-hmm. So to find out if the constituents of that medicine actually work, because it's recognized that 30 to 50% of your response to any medicine is just the belief that you're going to get better from it. That's an amazing point, Doc. That's an amazing point. I love, I love that the fact that you highlight that. 
And you're right, we will get into, uh, and I think we're going to do a separate discussion where we'll dig into some of the dynamics around spirituality and faith. But but what I appreciate, and again, you 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 used the language earlier today of integrative, you know, whole person. When we begin to kind of look at the the idea of quote unquote naturopathic processes in the context of whole person care, of integrative care, now we have the connector and the bridge that takes us back into the world of quote unquote uh, conventional medicine and science, where there is a re- a healthy and balanced uh, relationship between the two versus it being a, as I once heard from a constituent of ours, Dr. Tim Birdsaw, who used the language of instead of it being like a, a, a custody battle of two parents fighting over their child who wanted to have exclusive rights over the child, but the child wants to have the relationship with both parents and should have a relationship with both parents because they both matter to to his or her overall mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so when we talk about being able to amalgamate uh, the dynamic of everything that you just stated, now we have us a really good, healthy approach, and and we really give the patient uh, optimal opportunity to respond and be more favorable with, with the whole overall goal, and that is to be healthy and to be well, right? Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, Dr. Tim Birdsall. He really paved the way for, oh. you know, the, the naturopathic uh, profession being integrated into yeah. a conventional cancer treatment hospital. Um, and, you know, and, and I think it also brings up the point that it's very important to treat cancer aggressively mm-hmm. from a conventional standpoint. But one of the things that is often missing in that care is understanding that there's a patient there that it's not just a disease you know that there can be side effects there can be um effects on our level of despair versus hope there there can be uh emotional changes financial difficulties and and we need uh, modalities to address those pieces to keep people whole yeah. as they go through that process. Well said, Doc. Well said. And again, shout out to uh, my friend, your friend, Dr. Tim Birdsaw. I love him so much. He and I spent a lot of time on the road. We've done presentations together. And so wherever he is and whatever he's doing, I, I pray that he's well. So yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, circling back on that. With that being said, uh, we're out of time for this segment, but this is what we're going to do, Doc. We're going to do a second segment. We're going to come back because there are still a couple other things I want to talk about with you that I think will be uh, valued by our listening audience as we continue to talk about, again, integrative care, you know, a whole person care, but not in the absence of a good clinical medical care and how uh, those worlds can work cohesively uh, and collaboratively together. Uh, for the whole person. And at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. And so with that, we're going to, we'll stop here, but I do want to ask one closing question here. What is it that gives you hope? What keeps you hopeful with the work that you do, Doc, and, 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 and why you continue to do this? Well, what gives me hope is the inspiration that I get from patients. They Mm. show so much bravery. Yeah. uh, So much resilience that it makes me hopeful for myself, for my family, for the future of how humans have an amazing ability Mm -hmm. to adapt to stress, to change, uh, 
it gives you a perspective of how you might respond if you were facing similar challenges. Right. And that gives me a lot of great hope and inspiration. And when I see patients get through their treatments with very little side effect, the cancer disappears. Mm -hmm. They're strong, they're healthy, they're happier, they're maybe even more spiritually sound than they were previously. Right, right. That's just absolutely incredible. And I'm every day privileged to get to witness that. Well, with that being said today, you have listened to Dr. Daniel Kilman, uh, a colleague and a constituent of mine uh, uh, within the City of Hope Orbit uh, in Atlanta. Uh, he has been uh, a naturopath, graduated uh, from naturopathic school in 1998, has been with the organization for 17 years. And we're going to hear more from him in another separate conversation. But in the meantime, Thanks, Doc. I appreciate you taking time to spend time with us and on this uh, show. And uh, we're going to continue our conversation, uh, and we'll come back with another segment. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you. Been a privilege. Thank you, Daniel, and thank you, Percy. We look forward to that additional conversation on a future episode here of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hey, we're excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. That's you. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Text HHI to 22433 for a free subscription. You can quiet your mind and relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. I know it's a lot of letters and numbers, so let me give it again. H-H-I to 22433. We believe you'll be blessed and encouraged through this free subscription to the Abide Meditations app. Percy, we learned a lot about naturopathic support here today and how important it is. We did. And and again, another wonderful human being. And you often ask me this question. I'm amazed at the humanity of the people that that I get to interview, his humanity. Caring people, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. And so... uh, yeah, absolutely. He has been with the City of Hope now for several years, and and he and I know mutual people that we love and respect that have been within the organization, namely one of them, uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Langham, who is now <laughs> uh, retired, Yeah, uh, a dear friend of ours that we both had, had a mutual relationship I with. I know your high regard, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, this is an individual who was motivated and inspired. You know, I, I often like to ask the question, what motivates you to want to do what you do? Uh, and he said that his dad was a, a general practice physician in Tennessee and watching him, you know, back in the days, he was kind of a country doctor that still delivered babies and, you know, uh, made house calls with his little bag. And he said that that just always intrigued him and it and it really motivated him to want to get into healthcare on some level. And so, you know, he took the path of kind of naturopathic, you know, practices and processes that basically talks about taking a step back to try to figure out what was the underlying cause of disease. And that's one of the dynamics of naturopathic principles, if you will, uh, from a prevention perspective and and looking at the holistic dynamic or the whole person uh, in in a way that that gives you kind of a 360 degree view of approaching sickness and disease. So he, he, I I just love this man. I love talking to him. Well, one of the takeaways for me was what a discipline this is. This isn't something to be taken lightly. This, This requires study and credentials, doesn't it? It does. And, and and we talked about that, you know, because we have to be mindful, just like with anything else, uh, just because someone may have hung up a shingle, you know, uh, on a building in the back of the house, you know, and says that, you know, I'm a I'm a naturopathic provider or doctor. 
uh, do your due diligence to make sure that those individuals are licensed, that they have uh, proper training, that they've gone to school. We just need to be leery of anyone who may suggest to us that take this uh, uh, substance that, you know, I've brewed or that I've cooked up or I've put mm-hmm. together. Because at the end of the day, you need to really be talking to someone, uh, a naturopathic provider who is also in conversation and in orchestration with your medical provider and your medical care team so that they're not doing anything that's opposing one another from an approach with regard to whatever your particular challenges are from a healthcare perspective. And this type of care, this naturopathic support really is critical to the process now, isn't it? Well, because naturopathic processes and schools of thought take into account the whole person. Uh, You've heard the term people use it holistically. And again, I think that that term has also been abused by people to a certain extent. But but really talking about the whole person, W-H-O-L-E, there's more to a physical person than their disease. They're a human being at the end of the day. They're, they have emotions. They have a mind. They're, there's a lot of moving pieces. As a matter of fact, one of the themes of City of Hope is, you know, what, go, what good does it do to treat uh, the disease, but then, you know, we abuse uh, the soul of an individual? Because cancer treatment, And cancer diagnosis affects us holistically. It affects us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so naturopathic principles take into account the whole person to see what else is involved in this process that needs to be addressed. And then again, get that to work in orchestration or amalgamation and harmony one with another. As we talk about on this platform all the time, and I want to re-make this point, that We talk a lot about spirituality, but not in the vacuum and in the absence of good medical care. How do they work together one with with another on the best interest of the whole person that's involved here? Yeah. Well, this is going to be in praise of Percy. So plug your ears if you need to, Percy. But I just want to thank you for the experience that you bring, for the perspective that you bring, for the people that you bring, for the knowledge that you bring and helped all of us so much through this podcast. I would just, that just, that thought just struck me a moment ago. Thank you, brother. Well, I appreciate that. And and the attempt has been, and you know, from day one that I started this, how can I bridge the gap between all working principles that make sense for people's overall health and well-being? You know, grew up as a pastor and a spiritual guy, but I also had to understand that there was more to us than just our spirit, you know, because we can get in a ditch anywhere. You know, we can get to the left <laughs> or to the right. Uh, and I used to uh, one of my old spiritual mentors said, let's he says, stay out the ditch. You say, yeah. stay in the middle of the road. This is the way. Walk in it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so with that, it has been a pleasure and a privilege to be able to uh, learn and develop different schools of thought and understand how all of these principles work together. And there's nothing like this platform in in this space that does that, that bridges those gaps together to talk about all of the working pieces that make a difference in the life of people from a healthcare perspective. So thank you, brother. And it is a privilege and an honor. And I'm grateful to God for the assignment. I really, truly am. We look forward to this topic, this naturopathic topic, again, coming up in a few weeks here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. Be listening for that. Right now, though, you can go online and download the free resource, What Can Be Learned from a Cancer Journey. Say a word about this before we leave, if you would. Yeah, because, uh, again, uh, and I've, we've said it in many different ways on different shows, and, and I think there will be a show that we'll be doing pretty soon that will kind of address this a little bit, is that what cancer, cancer is a disruptor. Cancer disrupts your yep. day-to-day kind of 
you know, uh, run of the mill. I'm just getting up, going to work, taking the kids to school, mm-hmm. going grocery shopping. Cancer disrupts that. And as a result of that disruption, there are things, quite frankly, that we can learn and glean from the experience of cancer that I have learned from cancer patients. And now being a cancer survivor myself, uh, I can appreciate that it, it, it helps you to kind of refocus and rethink about certain things that you may have taken for granted. This document is designed to kind of help people think about what comes out of and what can come out of a cancer journey and a cancer experience that though cancer in and of itself is is not something that any of us would desire to have, but I learned something. There was something that was a revelation that came to me about myself, about others around me, about my relationship with God that I benefited from. So the document is really designed to give us perspective around not just being a cancer patient, but what can I learn and and glean from the experience that I can use later on? Follow this up by downloading this resource, What Can Be Learned from a Cancer Journey. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We met Daniel today, a naturopathic provider who has a high calling and that scripture verse, I understand why you chose that to uh, (laughs) open our program with. Yes, sir. So we closed the way we began, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 10 provides our spiritual nugget to reinforce everything that we just talked about and everything that you just heard. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call an election sure. And as was the case for Daniel, he said that he felt that he was called to be who he is and what he does. And it is a, it is a type of ministry for him. And when we get into the next conversation, we'll talk a little bit about his spirituality and the motivation of his spiritual being that helps to drive the work that he does. So again, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. We'll be watching for that next conversation. Percy, thank you. You've, uh, You've helped us a lot here today. Well, bless you. And again, remember, folks, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, we all still have work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.